Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast. I'm your host, Elena Fox. Hey guys, I hope you're doing really well in this moment in time and that whenever and wherever you happen to be on this planet full of furry critters and crazy cryptids, as well as sometimes hapless humans. <laughs> I hope that you are able to avoid 528 Hertz frequency. Now I was going to plan on doing a show this week about this, but what is that saying? Uh, the greatest trick the devil ever did was proving to the world he didn't exist. Something like that. I don't know. I can't remember the exact quote. But uh, there are a few websites. They're very hard to locate now. Talking about the dangers of 528 hertz frequency. And I talked about this a couple times since the beginning of this season. Maybe once towards the end of last season. And... It's just something that's been gnawing away at me in the back of my mind. I, a couple months ago, I was listening to a couple different, um, things at night. It was like four hours plus another two or three hour, um, meditation type of like solfeggio or binaural beats kind of frequencies. They were high vibration, but when I made a cue on YouTube. It made it so that the final video I put in the queue had, uh, the, the toggle was on to go to the next video. And so it, while I was asleep, it went to the next video over and it happened to be 528 Hertz frequency. I had uh, tremendously horrible dreams. I shot up out of bed so quickly. I was scared. I was panicked. I was sweaty. I felt a bunch of evil in my, um, apartment and I got, uh, really freaked out and I had to play some Paramahansa Yogananda chanting in his own voice. God bless him. He has a very high vibration. Um, he was and or is an ascended master. He left his physical body they uh, buried it at Forest Lawn in a drawer in a mausoleum. And 50 years later, when they opened the drawer, it looked like he was just sleeping and that he uh, never died. He left a perfectly preserved body. So I know he's an ascended master because of that. And he has a very good high vibration. So you could look him up, um, you know, just look up Yogananda or Paramahansa Yogananda. And, uh, there's plenty of videos of him, you know, old black and white footage of him speaking and talking. And that does do the trick as far as immediately shifting and changing the energy of a place. But I had to, I didn't have any sage, but I did have to burn incense. I had to do a lot of deep breathing. I had to make sure Archangel Michael was here, my holy guardian angel. I had to clear the fuck out of this space. I had to close up any portals to hell 
that 528 hertz frequency opened. Uh, when I look today, there's a bunch of uh, the two first two to three pages of Google. It's a bunch of websites, a lot of spiritual websites singing the praises of 528 hertz frequency. And I'm here to tell you guys, uh, these people don't know jack shit. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're talking about. They know nothing about energy. It's all about the energy of this. Um, 432 Hertz frequency has long been called the love frequency. Suddenly everywhere I look, it's 528 Hertz frequency being called the love frequency. It's being called the DNA repair frequency. And it just, I mean, it's the stuff of which nightmares are made. Um, I've talked to other people who've had night- nightmares with this, uh, Hertz frequency. My friend sent it to me saying, look at this. This is so exciting. 520 Hertz frequency. It'll repair your DNA. It's a love frequency. It's so wonderful. And I'm like, you know what? I've had bad luck with it. I hope you're okay. You know, if you listen to it, just be aware. And he told me he, he started to play it and he felt uncomfortable and unnerved and had to shut it off. He didn't like the energy of it. And he thought he was just being silly because of what I'd said. He tried it again a few days later. Same thing. He's like, nope. <laughs> He's like, I play 432, not a problem. I play 10,000, not a problem. You know, I pay, play 7,000 or 7777, not a problem. You know, any other number except that. Well, there was this lady um, who can see in quantum vision. And she, one day in the middle of one of her... Um, I guess it was a live. I caught her live and she was just talking to people and, you know, just saying random stuff that was coming to her mind, um, that would help us. And all of a sudden she said, one of you is listening to 528 Hertz frequency and you need to stop it because it does open up a portal to hell. It will let demons into your house. It will let, um, negative vibrations and lower level spirits into your house. And, Literally, it's the last thing you need. It doesn't repair your DNA. It doesn't do shit. And I've even looked at medical studies that said there's no medical uh, thing that proves this is wrong or bad. And I mentioned some of this yesterday. But I wanted to tell you something. I have a friend. I'm not going to tell you her name, you know, to save her privacy. But she called me and another friend of mine, um, we're both witches and she called us and she said, I need your help because something is very, very evil in my house. There is some crazy shit going on. Her electronics were going on and off, not working. Um, she'd charge it fully and like a few minutes later be complete, like brand new battery, but a few minutes later, no charge. Um, you know, her devices would turn on or turn off randomly when she wasn't doing it. Uh, the TV would turn on and through the TV, even though it's a normal program, evil voices would come through her. Um, she was being attacked. She was, uh, swiped while walking down the hallway and she sent pictures to us of her bloody arm where she had, um, scratches looked like a creature had scratched her like a bear had scratched her across the arm. 
her son moved in and started uh, doing stuff in the house, in the basement, uh, made the place really dirty. All of a sudden, they had like rats and fleas and freaking mold, and it was her basement was beautiful. I mean, she had a completely finished basement, like with little curtains and shelves and everything was really nice. And, um, her son was being very evil, very mean. And that wasn't normally like him. He was irresponsible, but not to this level. And she had to kick him out. And when she kicked him out, um, she went downstairs and everything had been knocked over everything. And this is not, this is her grown son. He's like in his thirties. And he had to come home um, for a very short time, for just a few months, um, to get his bearings after, like, losing, like, I don't know, like a relationship and a job or, you know, just how shit goes down for, you know, people once in a while. And I'm not judging him. It's just, you know, he fell on hard times and came home. Luckily, he had a mom and dad to go, go home to. I mean, if I fall on hard times, I'm just out <laughs> on my ear. But, um, you know, so, you know, thank God for that. At least they were there for him. But after a while, she's like, I can't be here for him anymore. He's being abusive. He's um, threatened me. He's like threatened to punch her, hit her, which he had never been like that before. And she's like, I don't know what got into him. I'm really scared. So we looked into it and there had been um, these uh, evil people, bad uh, evil witches, whereas my friend and I are good witches of the light, I shall say. We do things in the name of God, not in the name of Shaitan or whatever. And so we, um, saw all this stuff going on and we saw these like cryptid kind of creatures in her house. And we're like, this is freaking weird. We don't know where the hell they're coming from. There was, we found that the person had a, like a reptilian spirit, um, who had died here and they were forcing him to, uh, go after her. So we had to release him. She, they had a demon locked up and the demon was going after her. So all this stuff was happening. And so my friend and I, I mean, we spent like two or three days working on this, uh, these energies. I, I took the demon, my friend took the reptilian and we released them, but we had to make a deal with them that they were not going to come after my friend or us or anyone that we know but we're going to release them so that they could go do whatever the hell they want to do with their lives and be sovereign and free again. And, you know, with their gratitude towards us that they would be on their merry way, leaving all of us alone, you know? So we did all this. So we went through this heavy, heavy negative energy, um, to help my friend. Her health was in, was bad. Everything was bad. So we cleared her energy, cleared the house. She fixed the basement up again. Everything was good. She saged the place. She had, um, holy water that she had gotten and she put that all over the place. Everything was back to normal. And, um, she was reading her books again. She made that little basement spot that was her son's bedroom for a while. She had turned it into like a little reading nook library and like, you know, a little new agey center right there in her house. And it was, she played music and she said, I like to play my new age music. It's really wonderful. And I just love it. I, I feel really calm and really peaceful. Well, next thing you know, she's sick and then she's sicker and then she's sicker. And over the course of about 13 to 15 months, 
she's now suicidal. She's depressed. She's got, um, lumps all over her body. Her esophagus is almost completely, uh, doesn't exist. Like it's, it's like they said, she's got massive ulcers. And so it's how she has a hard time, um, drinking or, uh, eating anything. Um, she has the acid reflux is so bad. She can't lay down. She has to sit up at night. Um, she had veins removed from her leg that they had to put in her heart. She had a stint put in her heart. She had angioplasty a couple times. She might need it again. She was in a coma for a while. She had to, um, they're talking about inducing another coma to do some heavy duty medical procedures again this week, actually, or last week they were talking about it. Um, she's been coughing, um, disgusting things up out of her lungs, dark green, disgusting things that they don't know what it is. She's been coughing stuff up out of her lungs, including blood. She's been throwing up blood. She's like her lungs, um, are bad. Her heart is bad or like her, um, leg had to be operated on. There's something going on with the bones in her body and her feet. There's something where she's having a hard time walking. She could barely breathe. She's, uh, taking all this medicine now and the medicine has side effects. Now she has to take medicine for the side effects. And it's just gone from bad to worse, to worse, to worse. She's spent probably six months in the past year in the hospital in an ER. She's had COVID three times in spite of having all of her COVID shots. And my friend and I are, are scratching our heads. We're perplexed because we're like, every time we psychically look into it, this attack from these witches, it's, it's gone. We decimated, they, we bound their powers. They cannot send anything. They, the only thing they could send for is a pizza. They can't do shit anymore. They can't bind demons. They can't bind, they can't do anything. They themselves are bound. We prevented them from coming after us, from coming after anyone. It took us three days, the two of us working together. And so we're like, is she negative? Like, I'm seriously, I'm like calling my other friend going, is she just being negative? Like, is it just her poor attitude? Like at this point, I don't know what the hell's going on. She's like talking about taking her own life because of all the shit going on with her health. And it was, uh, about a week ago, two weeks ago, a week before, um, I started season seven, um, for you guys. And out of the blue, I said, you know, I wanted to let you know not to ever play 528 Hertz frequency, by the way, you know, I, I think I forgot to tell you when I heard about it six, seven months ago and she said, Oh my God. She's like, why? I'm like, because it opens up a portal to hell. I, I had demons in my house. I mean, you play this music that you think is going to repair your DNA and set you on the frequency of love. And I felt like my heart shutting down. I felt my chakras literally shutting down. And when your chakras are not open and spinning and feel, you know, and feeling all in alignment and, and vibrating at a correct kind of buzz, you don't have that correct uh, buzz going. Um, that's when diseases occur. And I know that when I played it, it shut down my heart. I was feeling really negative and I was starting to feel suicidal and depressed. I had this, um, dream that my kids were murdered. I had a dream that they were coming after me next. Um, dreamt that my husband was alive again and that he was going to come after me. 
and the government was looking for me, like horrible conspiracy theory type of dreams, right? None of this shit is real, of course, but those were the dreams I was having. And then I woke up and there's demons in my fucking house and there's like, you know, all this negative, negative, nego energy. And so I told her, I, I go, look, because I have this experience and because you told me you listen to new age music and because I heard this other woman who has quantum vision and she's extremely psychic and she could see energy. She could see the energy with her eyes because she had an accident when she was a kid and it helped her to be able to see things that other people can't see. Like if someone is trying to take over someone's body, she'll see the creature on the person's back. She'll like, could, could, could like draw a picture accurately of of this. Right. So I'm like, so I told her about this lady and she's very, very psychic and everything she's talked about, um, has come true as far as energy coming to the planet from various sources. And I feel it in my body, but she could see it with her eyes and feel it in her body. And so my friend's like, I can't believe you're telling me this. And I'm like, why? She's like, holy fuck. And, she, and this woman was like in her seventies. It's hilarious for her to be like, holy fuck. But she was like, you know, um, so yeah. So check this out. Uh, when all this stuff started happening to me in the beginning, like, you know, like 15 months or so ago, I decided to check out 528 Hertz frequency. Cause I heard it was a frequency of love. So I started playing that. And then I heard that it helps repair the DNA. So instead of just playing it for a few hours every night, I moved it to eight hours. And then when I started getting really sick, I started playing. I had three different ones. I listened to throughout the day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. My friend was playing 528 Hertz frequency for the past over a year, more than like 13 months, maybe. And she doesn't have an esophagus anymore. She has problems with her bowels. She's coughing up shit like dark green rubber balls out of her lungs. And, um, her heart is having problems and she's having a hard time concentrating her memory she's fuzzy. She has no energy and she could barely go to work. She could barely keep her shit together and wants to kill herself. Well, of course she keeps opening fucking portals in her home every time this music is playing, but this music is playing in her home 24 seven for a full year. She has called me where I don't hear her voice because what I'm hearing is something that sounds like, okay, maybe a little bit more evil than that. I'm trying to do it, but it kind of hurts my throat. It was me. That was me, Elena. Don't panic. But it was something like that. But, um, like, like demons trying to talk to me in demon language, which I don't fucking understand. You know, thank you, God. Hopefully I never will. But, <laughs> but um, you know, they're just uh, talking shit. They're uh, putting a cold spot. So stand in her living room and stare at her and her dog starts barking at nothing. And she's like, I don't know what the fuck. I'm so, so, so scared. I keep calling upon Archangel Michael, but there's so many creatures in my house. I don't know what to do. And I'm like, holy moly, you've been opening up portals to hell in your house every fucking day for a year. God knows how many thousands of demons are in your home right now or escaped souls from hell or low life entities attracted to the energy of hell. 
<laughs> hell does exist in spite of the Pope saying a few days ago that hell doesn't exist. <laughs> oh my God. This whole world is just so ass backwards right now. Um, <laughs> I mean, the greatest trick the devil ever did was to make the world believe he doesn't exist. Now the, the Pope the Catholic Church has been preaching about hell since the, you know, dawn of the Catholic Church. 2,000 years they've been talking about this shit. And now they're saying it doesn't exist. I know it, it exists. I know it's real. Now, maybe it didn't exist 2,000 years ago when they made it up, but it damn sure exists now. Even though I think it always has. Or at least when humans start thinking about it constantly, Right. You know, all the, the Christians, oh, you don't want to go to hell. Billy, eat your peas or you're going to go to hell. You know, or whatever the hell that people told their, their kids to make them stay in line. You know, all this talk about hell, all this hell talk for 2,000 years. If it didn't exist before, it exists now because humans, we are creative and we created it, right? Although I do believe it did exist. Did it exist? Prime Creator saying, yeah, it did. He says, for the worst of the worst of humanity, it wasn't something that the majority of humanity needed to ever worry about or know about, but you know, yeah, it exists ever since, um, man was created and demons were created when Lucifer led the rebellion, Iblis, um, Satan, who is a jinn of fire being led a rebellion against the humans as well. So not only do we have, uh, Satan and the people who followed him, you know, of the jinn world against humanity. We, we also have, you know, the fallen angels who became demons against humanity as well. All trying to prove to God that humans are evil <laughs> and they themselves became evil trying to prove that, you know, humans are evil. So in Lucifer, you know, or, you know, um, Archangel Samael, he isn't evil. He loves to punish evil. So he likes to encourage evil so that he can then punish it because he is kind of an archangel of, I wouldn't say justice, but I guess karmic justice to a certain extent, you know, but he's a punisher. He's a punisher of evil. So anyway, my friend is completely freaked out. Like when I told her this a couple weeks ago and she's been on it immediately, she's like, I love you so much. I thank God for you every day because holy shit, if you didn't tell me that seriously, I would have been dead within a year or, or sooner. Her, her husband has grown like a massive tumor on his leg. Her, his health has gone downhill. He became extremely fat. Like so much shit happened, not only to her, but her husband and they are raising their grandson. I don't know if he's got a good guardian angel or what, but he's okay. Thank God. But he's terrified. He doesn't like being in his home, right? Because neither does the dog. And the dogs are freaking out. I think um, I think she said something about her dog maybe being sick too. I don't know. Anyway, I, I told her, look, I'm sending you like legions of angels. I'm sending you thousands of angels. And I'm getting Archangel Michael in there. And I'm sending you protection and never fucking listen to 528 Hertz frequency again. And she's like, no, this really sucks. I never will. I'm like, start listening to like 12,000 Hertz frequency. Listen to super high vibrations. You know, if you don't like that one, you could do 8,000, you could do 10,000, you could do 11,000, you could do 13,000. You're not going to hear it, 
and your speakers aren't going to register it, but my brain registers it. I can't hear it with my ears, but my brain, I start hearing like a, a very high vibration, a high pitch in my crown chakra when I hear 12,000 or above and it raises me up and I love the energy of that. But the other one, if 528 accidentally plays, or if it's indented, indented, in, indebted, no, that's not the right word. I, it was in the wrong, the right file, but I grabbed the wrong word. Um, <clears throat> Um, inbred into, (laughs) there's a word that's in there. It's I N something. Anyway, um, uh, I was struck by lightning in 2007. Every now and again, I lose a word. (laughs) I can't find it in that file. Damn it. But, um, anyway, um, embedded, embedded E M not I N. There we go. That was the problem. I was looking in the wrong file. Okay. So every now and again, I'll I'll run across something that's a bunch of frequencies at, at once and at first it sounds good. Then after a few minutes, I start to feel kind of sick to my stomach. And then I look and sure enough, it's always a 528 Hertz frequency in there. It's like, no, 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 no. I cannot, I cannot, um, I can't hear that. I don't like that sound. So, um, but it, it, when it's sustained for, um, God is telling me 45 seconds or longer. There's, I think it's a high middle C on a piano is 528 hertz frequency. You can tune it to something different. Even if it's, if it's 529 or 527, you'll probably be fine. But if you, uh, if everything is um, 440 hertz frequency, if you tune everything to 432 hertz frequency, it's more of a natural sound. And um, so anyway, there's that. But 528 hertz frequency is extremely low vibration. It's very evil. It is the frequency of hell and it does allow creatures from the worst possible place to come in. It opens a portal. Even if you can't see them, you will start to feel them. And like my, if you do like my friend, this is what will happen. This is what happened to her. She was terrified, absolutely scared out of her wits every night. She hated being alone. If her husband was gone to do his, um, he has like a, um, uh, thing, a men's club, like, um, I don't know, Kiwanis or he's not a Mason, but it's something to do with, um, they do charity events and different things for the community and Moose Lodge. It was, it's, it wasn't that, but it's something like that. Um, you know, he's not the grand poobah, <laughs> like Fred Flintstone and Flintstones, but, you know, but he's got, you know, he's got this charity thing, you know, that they do and they help the community and they, they, uh, you know, just kind of make sure things are good. Well, when he's off to his meetings, my friend's terrified. She's like sitting in her and she like the TV, like she'll see faces in the TV, even when the TV's off, um, lights will flicker, like brand new light bulbs will, will pop out. Um, like suddenly they don't work. Um, lights will turn on that she didn't turn on. They will turn off after she turned them on. Um, appliances shut themselves off or turn themselves on at all hours of the night. Um, the light will go off in the hallway as she's walking down by herself when she's there by herself. Like the scariest fucking shit you could possibly imagine. Um, and she'll walk through cold spots in the living room. Like, you know, they've got good heating in their house. They live in a place where there's snow, so they have really good heating. And she'll be like sitting there and shivering and shaking because 
even though the heat's on, she can't feel it because these beings are around her, sucking her energy. And, um, so I know this is all really scary shit and I'm sorry. Um, but I'm trying to impress upon you guys how important it is to never listen to this fucking frequency. 528 Hertz is wrong. Five plus two plus eight, as I mentioned yesterday, adds up to 15, which is the card. It's the number of the devil in the Holy Tarot. And the original tarot cards were created by a group of um, spiritual masters in Fez, Morocco. And, you know, so they, they know what they were doing, right? And this is all done according to the Kabbalah, according to Jewish mysticism. And it's all quite, um, it's all quite precise. It's, you know, the tree of life, the Kabbalah, the, um, the Hebrew alphabet. Um, it's all very, very precise. The original tarot cards, most tarot cards you see today, they're more like fun than anything. But I mean, if you guys have ever heard of, of, um, the problems that people have had with Ouija boards, pretty much 528 Hertz frequency is the same. You know, and at first, when you first hear it, it might relax you, you know, you might not notice anything. The first few times I listened to it, I didn't notice anything. My health did start to decline though. And I remember having like, um, <clears throat> like a couple years ago, even when I was making the show, like four se- you know, it, not four seasons, four years ago, like season one, season two, I was still listening to 528 Hertz frequency every now and again, but then I would start to get very, very sick and I'd have to go on prednisone. And what was happening at that time where I couldn't breathe and I was like, woke up, I I kept waking up like there's something sitting on my chest and, um, then I would get sick and then I go, well, I better change to a higher vibrational frequency because, um, I think I need the higher vibrations. So then I started listening to the higher vibrations. And then after a while, um, I at least wasn't opening portals to hell, at the various places where I was living, right? Actually, at that time, I only listened to this when I was, um, you know, in this one apartment building, which it was filled with negative and evil people anyway. And my son and I just pretty much stuck to ourselves. We didn't like the energy of the people in the building. We always felt like there's something sinister and evil going on there. And we were the ones holding the light, you know, the high vibrational light. We did a... um ritual one night together and we saw, um, my son literally went to hell through (laughs) a portal that we accidentally created. And, but he went with the archangel of death and the archangel of death showed him around, you know, and told him all about it. What is hell all about? But he had been asking the archangel of death about this. Show me about the justice. What happens to the bad people in the world? The people who are beating their kids or the pedophiles. I want to know the people that started wars, people that murdered people. I want to know what the fuck happens to these people. And he asked Archangel Hariel to show him. No, he didn't tell me any of this until later, years later. And it took him a couple of years before he could even talk about it because it scared him so much that he was there, even though he wasn't there because he did anything wrong. He was just there because he was being um, a psychonaut, you know, like being an, an explorer of the human soul this, and the human psyche. But, um, you know, and you guys, uh, some a lot of you have heard it that I've um, spoken to. Uh, this is, uh, I talked about hell. 
and demons. And, um, it was my interview with my son and I, it's one of my episodes from, let's see, I would say a year and a half ago. Um, and you could look it up. You just do a search on Google for metaphysical soul speak, the podcast, and then write the word hell. <laughs> um, or you could go hell and demons. And then you could put, um, you know, Spotify or wherever you're going to listen to it. You know, um, Podbean or Podcaster or iTunes, wherever you listen to me you know, anchor or whatever. So, um, but yeah, and you could hear my son talking about it. He gave me information I did not have. And that really was, um, really intense. I, I was so proud of him that he was able to, um, to be that brave. I always thought I was brave and I, and I realized how brave my son is made me really proud of him. And, you know, but he was like, he's like, honestly, it wasn't that bad of a place. I mean, when you're you know, not supposed to be there. You're not being punished there. It's actually, you know, there's places, parts of hell that are actually quite nice, you know, for the demons to hang out when they're not torturing souls, I suppose, (laughs) you know, he says it wasn't that bad of a place, but you know, but people were stuck inside these rooms doing their hell loop and they can't get out of it until they, whatever, forgive themselves, whatever. And so, it was a really crazy interview. There's probably some things I've forgotten about it, you know, by then. But you guys could go listen to it if you want. But I wanted to tell you that, you know, you could bring beings into this third dimensional world and they will interact with you. And one of the ways you could do that with the most evil creatures is with this frequency. And you just don't want to do that. You know, and it, I mean, they might, I mean, if they know, if the demons know that they're being studied to see if it repairs DNA, I bet they do repair your DNA in the study. And the minute the study's over, that's when you break down. I just, it's like a weird paranoia feeling that I have about it, but I have a feeling that that might be how it works because they want to have that vibration in this world. And I think it's like super, super evil It's just after what happened to my friend, I'm really convinced. And there was a weird thing. There was something that somebody had mentioned on something. Oh, I know. Actually, there was somebody saying this is a healing frequency. It was on Instagram. It was a little 30 second clip of 528 Hertz frequency. And I said, oh no, oh my God. I had immediately go and uh, it lowered my vibration because I'm always listening to 12,000 Hertz frequency and I had to go immediately to listen to something high vibration. Why would you put something so low without any warning to people? And you think, you know what you're doing and you don't know anything. And, and, and this is the energy of hell. And this person, um, that put the video didn't respond, but somebody else started calling me a moron and I must be stupid. I'm like, you must be listening to this vibration and you must be possessed by a demon. (laughs) And somebody else wrote me and he said, um, this is really interesting because usually people lie about this frequency and you're telling the truth because I did on the internet years ago, I found out 
that this is an evil frequency. People's bodies are starting to break down. They're dying earlier than they should have. They are being possessed. It's really horrible. And people are putting out the lie that this is such a high vibrational frequency. And you're the first person in maybe two years that I've heard say anything about it. And I'm like, yeah, it's really, really scary. And I don't like it. It brings nightmares to people and it's a bad energy. And I woke up with demons in my house and I had to do battle. You know, no one wants to wake up at three o'clock or four o'clock in the morning to battle some fucking demons in their house, you know? And it was a couple weeks before my friend admitted to me that she'd been listening to it every single night for like over a year, for almost 15 months. And this guy was very adamant about telling me, he was like, I really wanted to talk to someone about this. And I'm like, really? And he said, yeah, it breaks the body down. It, it, it brings negative entities. People are being possessed. Like there's all these horrible stories about it. I'm like, well, that is really crazy. Well, I told, um, my friend Archangel Remiel, she's incarnate like me as an archangel in human form. And she's on the karmic wheel cycle as I am, as all of us archangels are that are here. We're the fallen ones, the watchers, the fallen archangels. And we, um, are not demons by any stretch of the imagination. God told us to fall, to keep an eye on the demons and to help the humans. And, um, I said to her, I said, I might be too close to this situation, but I told her what was going on with my friend. And I told her, please don't listen to this hurts frequency. She's like, well, I don't, but why, you know, and she plays music, you know, and she's like, I'm going to, I'm going to ask prime creator about it. Hold on a minute. Then she comes back to me 10 minutes later. She said, he told me it is literally the vibration and frequency of hell itself. And when you play this vibration, you start vibrating at the level of hell. And she says, no wonder your, your, your friend's health broke down in her psyche. Her, her spirit has been broken and, and she was mentally breaking down in, in her soul, her, her soul itself is breaking down because of this, this frequency is horrible. 528 Hertz frequency. And I'm like, yeah. So I'm starting to see more and more, um, story. If you guys have any stories about it, I will share it. I won't say your name, but, um, it's, it's pretty, um, pretty lousy. <laughs> But I mean, if you're a demon, it's a good trick, I suppose, saying that this is the energy of love. <laughs> oh, God. I just, I, I didn't, I didn't have um, the research to back it up to make this the main part of the show. We're going to do a show tonight about acceptance. I'm going to talk about forgiveness and acceptance and what I've been learning um, about and I just want to go through a kind of a long exercise with you tonight. It's not going to be a meditation or a hypnosis or anything like that, because if you're driving, you know, I don't want to put you in a bad position, but I just want to talk a little bit about acceptance. Prime creator is going to lead me and guide me through this talk. It's going to be kind of informal. So, um, 
yeah, I just, I just really wanted to get the information out there. What happened to my friend? It's anecdotal at best, but it's the only thing that she can attribute to all the weird shit. Oh, and there was some very negative flying saucers, energy of flying saucers above her house. She saw men in black parked outside her house. That's some other weird shit going on. Um, it's seemingly not related, but yet if she brought all that negative evil energy to her house, then she brought the evil aliens to her house. <laughs> and then, and then now of course the men in black are out there like, what the hell? Why are the evil aliens here? You know, um, but she called my friend. There was, um, voices were so loud that my friend couldn't hear my friend. Couldn't hear her voice. Just heard the, the evil demon kind of voices. And one time it sounded like a reptilian voice. Um, same thing happened to me a couple different times. She'd be talking and be muffled and garbled. And she's like, I'm not touching the phone hole. I'm not, you know, the phone is right next to my face. And I, it was, it felt muffled and I could hear, um, like they're trying to get the evil energy towards me. And it was really fucking spooky. It made the hair back of my neck stand up. Same thing happened to my friend and, and she called another person and they, and the same thing happened to them and she can't hear it, but the other people can hear it. So it's like infecting everybody who calls her, you know, it, this shit is scary. And I, I'm just, this is why I just, I want you guys to be safe. I love you guys. And as I learn about things, and even if I said something, you know, that turned out to be false later on. I'm going to tell you the truth because I have no qualms about that. If I'm going to be corrected, I will correct it publicly. I, I want to know the truth above all else. The truth for me is more important than my ego being correct. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. All right. Okay. Space weather news at spaceweather.com news and information about the sun and earth environment. What's up in space today? There is a chance of flares today. Of course, um, growing sunspot AR 3068 has developed a beta gamma magnetic field that harbors energy for M class solar flares. Any explosions today will be geo effective, meaning it, they will reach earth. We will feel it if we are energetically sensitive because the sunspot is almost directly facing earth. There is a giant, giant solar prominence. Today, there is a loop of plasma on the sun's Eastern limb. So large that normal scientific notation does not describe it. It's ginormous <laughs> clarifies Richard N. Schrantz, who sends a picture of this from his backyard observatory in Nicholasville, Kentucky. Um, yeah, I don't, this is freaking massive. There's like one teeny, teeny, tiny spot towards the bottom. It looks like a triangle. If you guys saw this, you would see that that would, that would cover the earth 10 times that tiny little spot. And this thing is massive. The arch in this image is 325,000 kilometers long. It's the distance between earth and the moon. <laughs> That's the size of the arch coming off the sun. The dimensions make it an easy target for backyard solar telescopes. If you have one, don't wait, get out there and look at it. It's interesting. 
the right foot of the structure. And by the way, don't ever look directly at the sun. Okay. Don't do that. But the right foot of the structure is increasingly unstable and the whole thing could just collapse at any moment. So if you got the ability, just go out and check it out. Uh, okay. So the current, and we do have the, the solar winds are reaching us today. Actually, the solar wind speed is 544.9 kilometers per second. For those of you keeping the score of, of angel numbers, 544, that might be one or 44 might be one for you. Uh, Sunspot AR3068 has that beta gamma magnetic field that harbors energy for M-class solar flares. We are on sunspot number 25 right now. As far as the neutron radiation in the um, upper atmosphere bombarding us right now, it is elevated at this time. We are at point or 2.3% of the space age or above the space age average. So we're in solar cycle 25, of course, and the neutron radiation counts are coming to us from Finland and the university of Ulu's Sodankaila geophysical observatory. According to the NASA's all sky cameras and the all sky fireball network, they reported on August 2nd, (laughs) 2022, 54 fireballs over the United States. These are meteoritic fireballs. And 37 were sporadic, just random. 11 were Perseids. 11 might be an angel number for you if you're keeping track of that. And 6 were Southern Delta Aquarids. The Earth is currently inside a stream of solar wind flowing from the Southern Corona Hole. And so if you're feeling a nice warm blanket of energy, even if you're physically cold, that's probably why. That's probably why indeed. And that is it for the uh, space weather news right now. All right. So if we were to look at disclosurenews.it for the Schumann resonance today, we would see that there was a little flare up and it reached 29 hertz frequency, a little bit more than yesterday. I think yesterday was 24. And remember that 7.83 hertz frequency is normal. This is the resonance inside the cavity that is between the upper ionosphere and the surface of the planet. And this was, of course, discovered by a man named Schumann, hence the word Schumann resonance or phrase, I guess. And the Schumann resonance is power from HeartMath Institute. Now, from Italy, that's disclosurenews.it in case you want to check it out. They've got a really cool website in both Italian and English. If you want to check it out, it's pretty exciting. Um, they've got some stuff about Pleiadians and they're, you know, every bit as crazy as I am. And you guys are, if we're crazy at all, I don't think we are. I think we're just ahead of the game here. <laughs> I think we're ahead of the curve and the majority of people don't know about this stuff. It's just they will eventually, <laughs> but they, they're pretty cool. They're very open-minded. We shall say we will call ourselves open-minded indeed and not at all crazy. All right. <laughs> um, next we go to the heart math Institute at heartmath.org. Now this is quite interesting. Um, we're still at zero. Okay. As far as uh, Hofuf, Saudi Arabia, Northland, New Zealand, and Hulului, South Africa, they're still at zero. 
So I don't know. I don't know why, but, um, California on the 20 at the 2300 hour of July 31st on Sunday, almost Monday, uh, California was at 163 Hertz frequency. Lithuania was at 170 Hertz frequency and Alberta, Canada was at 309 Hertz frequency. Remember they had been over 450, but now they're down to 309 Hertz frequency, which is huge. Still remember 7.83 is the baseline. So less than eight and they're at 309, which is 301 above normal. So if you live in Alberta, Canada, I would love to know what the energy feels like there. Do you feel weird and wonky? (laughs) You know, I remember that in Alberta is where the North Pole was, what was, or was either running to Canada from Russia or rushing towards Russia from Canada. I can't remember which way it was going now. But I know that the North Pole was there for a while, the you know, magnetic north anyway. The magnetic field of the earth is changing and things are strange. And something else happened. My friend uh, sent me an article that the earth has sped up in its rotation. And this is all kinds of weird. Uh, we're now one minute and 59, almost two or not one minute. Is it one minute? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to look this up. Hold on. I really had to look it up. I forgot what it said. 1.59 milliseconds shorter than 24 hours, which means we're going to have to change the atomic clock by one second almost (laughs) soon. So uh, the earth is, that means we have shorter days. Our days are no longer 24 hours. How freaky is that? Because the earth is spinning faster. We have shorter days because what, constitutes a day is where the sun is in the sky at dawn to the next day at dawn is a day. So if you're on a different planet spinning, you know, farther away from the sun or closer to the sun and it's spinning slower or faster, the days are going to be a different kind of day. We've talked about this before on the show. This is just basic science. But um, I guess it's not basic, technically. It's it's maybe collegiate-level science, um, community college-level science, okay? But, <laughs> I mean, they probably don't talk about this. Maybe in high school they do. It depends on your high school. But, um, so yeah, we are having shorter days because the Earth is spinning faster. Why is the Earth spinning faster? I don't know. I'm having a little bit of a thought that possibly it's, uh, we're spinning faster because it's the end of the 3d earth and the beginning of the 5d earth. I mean, you know, I just, if you spit, just spilt balling some ideas out here, I don't know. It's just, you know, scientifically, maybe it was always going to happen this way. I don't know, but it's just one of those other mysteries. Um, only God really knows. Why? What is it doing for us? I don't know. It does. It does feel like time is actually speeding up a little bit too, doesn't it? So now a 24-hour day is not 24 hours any longer. It's less <laughs> by 1.59 milliseconds by almost two milliseconds. 
that's really, really trippy because the atomic clocks are perfect and now they're going to have to shave one second off. So does that mean, so how much, so if that's every day, how many are, are we, are, how, what are we missing? 365 times two milliseconds. It's like what? 720, 730 milliseconds. I don't know. What is that? (laughs) Are we losing one minute every year now? Do we really lose it? Time's still kind of an illusion. I just wanted to bring that up. It was just a very weird, very odd fact of science. That time literally is speeding up or that at least the earth is speeding up. I feel like I'm speeding up. And today it felt like time went so fast. It's 1.26 a.m. right now. It's so late. I feel like I just woke up. (laughs) And I woke up. I I woke up late. I honestly slept for like 12 or something hours. Went to bed at 2 in the morning. Woke up at 2 in the afternoon. Like, what? It was was one of the first days this week that I didn't wake up at a weird time, like 2.22. It was more like like 2.00. 14 or something. It wasn't, um, you know, like for a while I was like waking up at 1122 or 222 or, um, I think yesterday I woke up very late, like at 444. Maybe it was like 444 in the morning. I can't remember now. It's just, it's like, I've had so much crap on my mind, um, for weeks now, now that I've started season seven. And now that I've, I've gotten other stuff on my mind, I've got a friend coming in October So actually, as soon as I'm done, uh, with this, probably it'll be about the time that I'm finished with, um, season seven and I'm in my vacation mode again, my friend's coming down and I'm going to take him all over Ecuador. We're probably going to be traveling with the cat. (laughs) Um, it's going to be super fun, but, uh, yeah, so we're, uh, I'm going to show him all over Ecuador and we're going to see whether or not, um, he wants to buy some property here and maybe, uh, you know, I could possibly, he said, if you buy something, I could of course live on it with a cat for free, of course. And then I'd start trying to plant a veggie garden and whatnot for him and help him out with that. And we were going to try to maybe make a little business down here also and have some fun with his money because he had his house burned down many times. And the state of California, well, actually not the state of California, but PG&E is paying him. So anyway, he's coming down sometime this fall and probably at the end of this season. And um, so it's kind of exciting. I've got some, you know, so I've got stuff like that on my mind. I've got this um, TV show that I want to be writing and trying to get together with the director. And I've got a, a couple scripts I want to sell. And I've got, I've got a lot of people to get back to. And I'm waiting for my my twin flame to get in touch with me because I've got a a script for him. I want, I want to put him in a movie and you know, I'm the creative producer of it. That's how I'm able to hire him and a couple other actors. So I'm just trying to put it all together and a lot of shit on my mind. So anyways, I don't even remember what's, I don't even know what's going on from day to day. And it's just because I'm a, like an absent-minded professor. (laughs) But earlier today I did a reading and I'm still doing readings for people um, so let me know if you need a reading. Um, I'm a little bit expensive because I'm so busy with my other projects. The only 
amount of money that will make me stop and do stop everything and do it is 300 bucks an hour now so but it is a full hour with music and I mean I'm I know how to read the Akashic records now it's a full thing it's it's a really intense um powerful reading I just finished one today I started at like 7:22 I uploaded it at 8:33 I mean it was all like super magical numbers surrounding that so looked at the clock today at 2:22 um all sorts of crazy numbers are coming up. So, um, pay attention to those angel numbers and look them up. Uh, you could, you know, write to me and I'll tell you where you can go, uh, to get the angel numbers. There's angel number apps galore. You could get Doreen Virtue's book online now. Um, there's all kinds of places. If you want to know, just let me know if you want to have information about dowsing or, um, pendulum work or muscle testing, what that is. I did do a show on it, but, um, I could also send you uh, info on that. A few of you have been asking, so just wanted to let you know. All right. I'm going to take a quick break guys. And when I come back, we're going to just talk a little bit about, um, forgiveness and acceptance, um, right after this. guys so today we're going to talk about forgiveness and acceptance maybe a little bit about redemption I've been thinking about these concepts for a while Um, I'd have to say I, I give these ideas a deep think every year a couple two or three times a year and I think about what it means and what it means to you if you follow through instead of just talking about it. If you give these concepts lip service and you never actually forgive or you never actually accept, you can never reach redemption. And there's a show that when I first saw the trailer for it on Netflix, I was kind of like, well, it looks a little shallow. I don't know. I I wasn't really impressed with the way that they presented it through the trailer, but the description of the show kind of got me and the name of the show, it's from Turkey and the English uh, title of the show is another life. And I was hooked really and truly from the very first 10 minutes, just like, wow. You know, there's a a woman who is uh, narrating and she's talking about these concepts of our lives and how our, uh, I guess our being and everything, our psyches and who we are, even on a genetic DNA code level, we are so woven and intertwined with our families, with our ancestors. And I'd never really felt a connection because I was adopted. So I didn't really feel I was like cut off from my family. Um, 
So I'm still kind of learning what this stuff means. I mean, maybe it's not deep to you if you grew up with your family and you're close to everybody and there's no issues, but you know, you probably wouldn't be listening to my show if that was the case anyway, because <laughs> this is a show about healing and growing spiritually. And if you've had a perfect life, you probably don't have any deeper questions. <laughs> you know, it's, it's rare that that happens though. Honestly, um, this show though, I mean, there's a thing called family constellation therapy and I'm going to probably do a show on it later. Uh, I've got, I've gotten, uh, six books I downloaded recently. I'm going to jump into it at some point and do some deep reading and deep diving and deep thinking on this concept. But the idea is you cannot move forward in your life if someone in your family lineage had something unresolved that that carries through to you almost psychically, almost magically, if not downright through the DNA and it encodes even your telomeres, you know, how you age and how you function and how long you live and things that happen to you. And this show, another life, I mean, I'm not going to spend the whole hour talking about it, but really and truly, I I encourage you guys to it's mystical. It's spiritual. It's not supernatural, but it's mystical in the way that the way that they present the information, you know, so someone you know, in someone's, so we'll take one character. We'll say, you know, like uh, a woman has a problem moving forward in her relationships and in her life. And she's stopped by her health issues. Well, maybe somebody in her past, and this is not from the show. I'm just making this up to say someone in her past, uh, you know, like her, maybe her great aunt or her great, great, great grandmother or someone, um, you know, died before she could ever get married of, cancer because she couldn't forgive her people, you know, her parents that hurt her or whatever. So that's not what happens in the show. I'm not giving a spoiler at all. I'm making it up based on what the show, uh, the kind of things that they show in, in this program. So, you know, so maybe you, uh, and they don't talk about this either, but in a way it's almost like these people chose spiritually to tackle these issues, to heal the family line, to heal the family lineage. Right. So anyway, that's kind of what I've been, I've been really focused on the show. It's only eight episodes. They're, um, not terribly long, but it's such a good show that in, in, in the, the background, the direction, the camera, the lighting, even the costuming, just, it's such a really cool show. I just really started to fall in love with, uh, you know, last year it was Korean dramas, the K dramas, and I love those still, but the Turkish shows really have some depth, spiritual depth and emotional depth and psychological depth. So I've been very, um, drawn to these shows that are, they're, they're simple in their wisdom, but they're very deep to a point of being mystical. And so I, um, 
was struck by a couple things that came out in this show over the past few days when I was watching it. And I'm done. I finished it yesterday. But um, there was one thing that was brought up where this woman talked to the therapist who was putting them all through this group therapy where everybody participates in everybody else's healing. Um, so all the people that come for their own redemption or their own healing, they are participating actively in helping everybody else because we all are one, you know, like Mitakue Oyasin, right? So this, um, this, uh, therapist, the, the site, I don't know. He's a doctor. I don't know if he's a psychologist in the show. I think he is a psychologist and he was, um, always like making metaphors, you know, with the world around him. He, you know, he uses the olive tree as a metaphor. Um, and so he was there working on healing the roots of an olive tree. And he was relating that to our family tree. You know, you have to, in order to get the fruits, we've got to heal the roots. And, uh, so he was there doing his thing and this woman came to him and she said she wanted to talk to him about forgiveness. And there was a line that he said, and again, I'm not giving any spoilers, but he said, sometimes we think that we need to forgive, but what that does is that puts us above others. It puts us in a superior position and it plays to our ego. And when we are uh, putting ourselves in that position, sometimes we can laud our superiority over others and that does not make us feel good and it does not make the others feel good. So sometimes when we consider the concept of forgiveness, it might play to the ego part of us, right? And and so what he said further was, so we must instead get into the idea of acceptance. We don't need to forgive others for what they've done to us. We just need to accept it. We need to accept them as they are. We need to accept the circumstances as they are. We need to accept ourselves for how we are and for, accept what happened to us. We don't have to like it. We don't have to label it good or bad. And this is me, Elena talking now. He didn't say this part, but, but basically this is the concept. We don't, we don't have to look at something and label it immediately good or evil, good or bad. But if we are to move forward, then we should probably accept it, accept that it happened just say, okay, I know this thing happened and okay. So forgiveness, if you were going to disengage your ego and not get into this concept, um, you know, if you weren't going to be uh, putting yourself in that superior or holier than thou position of, I forgive you, I forgive you, you know, <laughs> without that kind of egotistical sort of, I'm in the position of power here. You know, I don't think of forgiveness as a position of power, but I thought it was an interesting take on it. And I accept his take on it. And you know what? I do see his point. But when I think about forgiveness, I think about 
we're already in a position of ego superiority when we're angry at somebody for causing harm to us. We're already judging them. We're already um, mad, angry. And so when we forgive, we're kind of already at that level anyway, or that energy of ego. How dare you do that to me? (laughs) It is kind of egotistical, isn't it? When you think about it from this angle, and it's something I haven't quite considered before, and it makes me kind of intrigued by this a little bit. Like we are already there. (laughs) We're already like, well, we think we're better than them because they did this thing to us and we would never, ever consider doing this thing, whatever it is, A, B, and C, one, two, three, X, Y, and Z, whatever the thing is, you know, um, like, you know, they beat you up. You would never beat anyone up. You're not even a violent person. Like how, you know, could they have considered doing this thing to you? You know, when you would never. So when you remain angry at them and you're judging them for doing the thing that they did to you, whoever they are, um, I think that we're coming from a place of ego already by you know, imagine that we are better than them. We're superior than them. And we probably are, but I think from that level, we should just forgive them. But then we have to take a step back and disengage our ego and forgive ourselves for choosing this shit in the first place. Cause a lot of times we will just choose it. We just choose it for ourselves. Sometimes we choose these situations before we're ever even born. Now, I I read something in Conversations with God written by Neil Donald Walsh that really disturbed me, but it made me uh, see it from a different angle. And uh, God told Neil Donald Walsh when they were having their conversation, and Prime Creator, basically, God said, you know that basically you're all just me trying to work out uh, various angles of not knowing myself and one of these angles is the people who chose to be born as Jews in Germany and then the Nazis rise to power and the children that chose to be um, killed raped, tortured in the concentration camps. And I know this is a very sensitive topic. I don't want to go too, too deep into the things that happen. Of course, you could look into it if you don't know what's going on there, but, um, it's really, really creepy. But these people that were brave, beautiful souls, chose this experience so that the rest of humanity can learn compassion so that the rest of humanity can learn love the horrors and the atrocities that these souls chose on purpose to go through according to God in this book 
I mean, this is really hard for me to even say out loud, even though I've known about this for like at least 10 years, right? I've, I've read about this at least 10 years ago. It blew my mind. I was like, wow, think about how brave and how beautiful these souls have to be in order to choose to go through this horrible thing so that the rest of humanity gets a good look at itself and they get to be laid open and bare and raw knowing that as humans we are capable of this horror and we're capable of this horrible thing and when you look at it you know and I still have anger towards I wasn't even there I did not have a life in that situation but when I heard about it it it, it struck me at my core it hurt so badly but because it's supposed to because it, it makes us look at the fact that we are capable of great destruction in this world and we are capable of great creation in this world as well. And when you look at this and then when you are faced with your um, religion, if you are Christian or if you are Muslim or if you are Jewish, you know, and in other religions also have a component of forgiveness, right? You can't hold on to shit. You have to let go and letting go includes forgiving. But when you look at this part of humanity, do you have a hard time forgiving? Cause I do, even though I already have. I could get a little bit of my dander up about it. I could get a little bit of my ire up about it because how dare they do this? How, how dare these group of people say that this other group of people is inferior to them. But then when I think about this, doesn't that put me above them? Ego? Like it is like, how dare I think I'm above these people to judge them? See, so from that place of judgment and that level of superiority that my ego decides to uh, engage in, maybe I could forgive them from that level. I forgive all of those people for doing all those horrible things. Forgive them, Lord. They know not what they do. That's what Jesus said, right? Supposedly. We don't know. We have to read the uh, Aquarian gospel on that and see the actual, what he said actually in the Akashic records. But, um, but then we have to disengage our ego, step back and just accept that some people are not spiritually awake. We have to accept that this already happened. We have to accept that those people chose to play those parts in those roles as an example for the greater part of humanity and as a huge lesson and turning point in the whole history of humanity. We can never forget that this happened so that we can always be reminded of our potentials. We have our potentials of great destruction. We have our potentials of great creation. We have our potential of great forgiveness and we have our potential of great compassion and love. And tonight we're going to talk about our great potential of acceptance. I'm sure that had you and I been there at that time and had the ability, the money and the means, the cojones and the bravado, we would have been there rescuing people left and right, right? 
I know I would have. I would have died for a cause like that. Sure, why not? You know, um, and maybe I did. You know, I think I might have. Maybe in other lives, maybe I did. You know, hey, the cat wants to put her two cents in. I hope you guys heard that. Hi, hey, you want to give mommy a kiss? Is it time? Okay, I love you too, honey. Hi, little baby girl. She's so cute. She's asking me for a kiss. She likes these nights when we're, then when I'm talking, I think she thinks I'm talking to her too. Do you like what we're talking about? All right, now she's just scratching. I need to give you flea medicine, girl. All right, so I, I just, I mean, this is really, really weighing on me, like that he said that, because I've always been about the forgiveness, right? I've been talking about this quite a bit um, to you guys for the past well, and we're now in season seven, okay? So I've talked about forgiveness a lot because we do need to forgive the people that did the things to us. And it didn't even occur to me that we're coming from a place of ego. So <laughs> when we're saying, well, I forgive you, I forgive you. <laughs> it reminds me of in Seinfeld when George wanted to get the upper hand over this woman so he could feel better about himself. And he says, I am breaking up with you. (laughs) And then they get back together. And then when she broke up with him, she said, I am breaking up with you. (laughs) So it's all an ego play. The whole show is about ego. (laughs) And and it makes us laugh because we see ourselves in that. We see our ego being fully displayed in all of its superficial glory. And it's hilarious. That's what makes it so funny because we relate to being stupid sometimes. <laughs> and, and, and we know, and we feel superior. It engages our ego because we feel like, God, I would never do that. Wow. I'd never break up with someone for such a shallow reason. or <laughs> I'd never break up a friendship for that. That's dumb, you know, whatever. But, uh, and then it makes us laugh at ourselves as well. But, um, so once we get past that idea of forgiveness and once we forgive, the next step comes acceptance, radical acceptance. And I was going to just try to take you guys through some basic lists of things that we need to accept so that we can live happier, free lives so um, if you think about the worst thing that's happened to you in your life I mean if if it's gonna start you crying or something maybe if you're driving pull over the side of the road you know don't get really into the ego of that but you know don't get upset about but just think about what happened like what the top five worst things have ever happened to you in your life disengage your ego from it and just say, I accept that that happened. I accept that that person was not at their best. I accept that that person who did that or that group of people who did that or said those things about me or whatever it is, right? I accept that they were a narcissist or a sociopath or they were brainwashed or whatever it was. I just accept that that happened. I accept that that person said that thing or that specific thing happened to me. I accept it. 
I just accept it. I already know it happened. I've been angry at about, about it for years. I've tried to forgive, or maybe I already have forgiven, but now you have to just accept that it happened. You know, so an example for me out of my life would be, um, I accept that the doctors did not always make the right decisions for my medical care. Um, I accept that that led to my death on at least one occasion. I accept that my higher self saved my life because the medicine wasn't even given to me. I accept that that happened. I accept that I was struck by lightning and I accept that sometimes <laughs> my brain has a little glitch and that's okay. I accept that that happened about me. Yeah, I accept that. I accept that I broke my leg and I don't walk perfect anymore. I accept that I'm not um, in perfect shape as a result of not being able to exercise so much. And I accept that I have asthma that I was born with, that it is a family disease, that my mother and my brother have it. I accept it. Not angry, it's not my ancestors' fault, it's just in the DNA. All right, now I accept that I have angioedema. That's another thing that has been bothering me the past um, couple weeks. Angioedema is, it's like edema where you get water weight. Um, but instead of like normal edema, it's like you get w water weight in your legs, in your lower legs. And um, angioedema is you could get water weight anywhere in your body. You know, so some days I wake up and one of my eyes is double the size of the other eye because it's water weight. Sometimes it's the eyeball, sometimes it's the, the, the skin around the eye. It's like crazy, you know. Sometimes I look like Popeye. I accept that. <laughs> All I have to do is roll over and lay on the other side and let it even out. It's really, really weird. Um, recently, in the past couple weeks, my heart has had extra water weight and my lungs have had extra water weight. So taking my inhalers don't do anything because... It's, it's the water weight, so I accept that I need to take a, a water pill. I've got to, you know, eat things that will, you know, be like a diuretic, for example. So stuff like that. I accept that the physical things in my body that I caused, I was angry and coming from a place of ego when I broke my leg, stepped in a hole. I wasn't paying attention because I was yelling at somebody um, because that somebody had raped me a couple days before. And nobody that was around witnessing me fall and then screaming out in pain, nobody knew why I was so angry at this person. They thought it was because he was treating my friend poorly, which he was. But um, and he was just like torturing us. Like, woke up one day and he had lit um, firecrackers in the room. They were like bottle rockets flying all around my kids and I. You know, he was just like, a very torturous person. And then he raped me a couple days later. You know, it was just really horrible. And, um, like, I didn't even tell my kids that that happened, right? So I was coming from a place of anger and hurt. And um, I had, and I stepped in a pothole as I was walking angrily. I was, like, stamping my feet while I was walking away from this guy, mad at him. Well, he was yelling at us, and we're yelling at him, and I told him to go to hell. And then I stepped in a hole. <laughs> <laughs> hole, hell, whatever. <laughs> Broke my leg in two places, ended up with a cast for, you know, surgery for five and a half hours and 
you know, it was just a whole thing. And, and yeah, and I, now I walk with a limp and have pain in my leg every fucking day. I am reminded every fucking day about my ego. So there you go. That's, um, part of the humiliation and the humbleness that can happen. Um, when you're on a spiritual path working for God and you step outside that, that, you know, you color outside those lines. It's like having a Methodist coloring book, you know, you're going to get fucked. You know? <laughs> and, and yeah, it's kind of how I am right now is that, you know, walking, but I accept it. I accept that this happened. All right, fine. You know, I'm part of the titanium club now, got four metal rods in my leg and I accept that. Right. So these are examples of, you know, I accept that that happened. I accept that that guy was an asshole. <laughs> I accept that he's a rapist and I accept that, um, that happened to me. I accept it. You know, there may be other things and other issues I need to work through. He had the nerve to contact me a few months ago and I just told him he's a rapist and confronted him on it. And then I deleted and blocked him. He was like, I want you to come visit me. I really love you. I really want to be with you. I'm like, what? Dude. Oh no. I accept that he's a fucking moron. <laughs> There's my ego engaging again. Okay. Let me forgive him. Let me forgive myself. And then let me step back and just accept that this shit happened. Okay. You know, it is what it is, right? So this is how this thing works. This is how this works. So you take the first, take the top five most horrible things that ever happened to you and just accept it. Disengage the ego and go, I accept that that happened. Does it make me a less moral person that somebody did this to me? No. Does it make me a worse person or a dirty or unclean person because that happened to me? No. Do I need to judge myself because somebody did this to me? No. But if I accept that it happened, it kind of neutralizes all of those thoughts that swirl around the situation that still um, where you feel like helpless about the thing that happened to you. So I accept the shit that happened to me in childhood. I accept that my parents could not get their shit together. <laughs> they were fallible people <laughs> and they, uh, didn't always, they always tried to put my best interest at heart but they weren't always engaged in or actively seeking to make sure I was okay. They did their best. I will say that, that they did try their best, you know, um, but shit still happens and I accept that shit still happens. And I accept that my parents were not perfect people. And I accept that I was helpless as a child victim of several things that occurred and I can accept that it happened. I'm okay. I'm still standing. My soul is still perfect. Your soul is still perfect and beautiful and pure and clean. And if you could hear that gecko <laughs> in the background, it was a really teeny tiny one. <laughs> I bet that little gecko is like an inch long and they're tiny and adorable. <laughs> um, 
so yeah uh, that was a confirmation right that your soul is perfect and pure and clean and beautiful and there's nothing that you could say or do or nothing that can happen to you that would make your soul less than your soul is not less than a billionaire soul your soul is not more than a homeless bums soul if you want to call someone a bum for being homeless usually people that are homeless have mental health issues and they can't get their shit together to live in the matrix or the society they fall through the cracks of society that's what I heard someone say once I accept that this happens. I accept that this has happened to me. This has happened to my kids. There's always extenuating circumstances, but I know that I'm still a good person and I'm still intelligent and my soul is still pure and I'm innocent. My soul is innocent. Your soul is perfect and pure. Your soul is innocent. I accept the innocence of my soul. I accept the purity of my soul. I accept the purity and the love of my heart. So let's get into some other things that you might judge yourself for because it's, it's about the stuff we judge ourselves for. So what if you had a sexual or impure thought about your best friend's girlfriend or boyfriend or your neighbor's wife or your neighbor's husband or you know, God forbid your neighbor's, you know, kids, like maybe they have adult kids, but and your neighbor's your best friend. And you're like, Ooh, he's kind of hot now that he's grown up. Right. Or she's hot. Cause she's grown up. I mean, it, can you accept, can you forgive yourself for having those thoughts? Forgiveness comes from a place of ego, which is equal and on par with the judging of yourself. Right. And then step back and disengage the ego and just accept that you had the thought. Maybe you acted on it, except that it happened. Maybe you didn't act on it, except that you had the thought and move on. But know that this is normal. These things are normal. Everyone is going through these kinds of ideas and thoughts and temptations. So what if you're, um, you know, what if you get engaged in, um, things that you're, religion tells you is immoral behavior such as um it, some religions say the drinking caffeine is immoral some religions you know don't give a crap what you eat unless it's you know unclean animals which is just unhealthy for you or could possibly give you um, a disease or maybe um you know the religion is a lot more relaxed on those things but they say that you can't work on Saturdays and you work on a Saturday or maybe you do things that are immoral such as you actually have an affair outside of your marriage or maybe you're not married but you have an affair with a married person or maybe you engage in um, activity that's bad for your body such as becoming an alcoholic or you drink a lot and then you become an alcoholic and now you're shit you're caught right what if you get into addictions what if you are not addicted to um, you know caffeine and sugar maybe your addiction is alcohol maybe it's drugs maybe your addiction is porn you know pornography watching um, other people have sex 
And then you have sex with yourself while watching other people have sex. And that's your addiction. You know, um, all these things we judge ourselves for when they occur. And then we have to forgive ourselves. And then we have to forgive other people for engaging in the activities that we're engaging in also. So the people who made the, the pornography, we have to forgive them for being in such a low point energetically that that's what they had to do for money or that that's all they thought they're worth. Or maybe that's not the issue. We have to forgive the alcohol manufacturer for making such tasty, tasty uh, vodka or whiskey or beer or whatever it is. Or we forgive the drug dealer who sold us the drugs that almost cost us our lives. Or maybe our friends died because they took those drugs. You know, they shot up the heroin and had fentanyl in it. Now they're dead. And we have to forgive the drug dealer. And we have to forgive our friends for engaging in that behavior. And we have to forgive ourselves for having friends that brought us into that world. Or maybe we brought our friends into that world. I mean, I'm not speaking from my personal experience, but I do know people that were in that situation. And I don't judge them. I I love them. I'm so sorry that they went through that shit. My, um, my own kid, her first, uh, year, her first couple months, she lost her place to live when she lost her job. And, um, she, uh, was really embarrassed about the whole thing. She ended up in a shelter and, um, one of her friends in the middle of the night said, I, I shot up heroin. I'm like freaking out right now. I'm, I'm scared. I think I'm going to die tonight. And she said, you know what? Just, I'm so tired. Just leave me alone right now. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Just go to sleep. She woke up. This guy's laying on top of her. She moved, she moved him, went to the bathroom, came back and realized that he died on top of her because he was trying to get her attention because he was scared. And when she moved him, she moved a corpse off of her. And he had been shooting up heroin and it had fentanyl in it. You know, it's a shitty situation. And, you know, as a mother, that's horrifying for me because I couldn't be there for her. She's an adult, put herself in this situation and there's nothing I could do. I didn't even know that this was going on. It took her like two years to tell me that that had happened. So as a mom, I have to, you know, first I'm going to judge this person how, you know, like, but then the person that gave them the drugs or what made, you know, or maybe the parents that abuse this person that made them want to turn to drugs. And, you know, it goes, where does it go? Where does the blame go? Where does it go? And then I realize that the blame is just my own helplessness and I'm judging the situation because this shit happened. So now I have to step back and go, you know, I accept that this happened. I pray for this person's soul. And I pray for my daughter that she's okay. And we've had a lot of conversations about this and other things that she has witnessed and that has happened since she's, you know, been on her own. And I have to accept the fact that she believes that she's a worthless human being because she was homeless, because that's what society tells her that she's not worth anything. And this is a feeling she has to constantly battle. Even though growing up, I always told her how wonderful she is and how she's so intelligent and has so much light in her. And she 
spreads this to the world and everyone that meets her loves her. But she never got this. I gave her the message constantly, but she didn't get it. And I have to accept that. So, and it might just be an imbalance, it might be a hormonal imbalance or a brain chemical imbalance, or maybe she's lacking in a mineral or a vitamin. I don't know. We're trying to figure it out. But she is starting university nonetheless in a couple weeks. So yay, good for her. But I accept that this situation happened and I accept that she went through this and I accept that she has these feelings. I accept that I've had these feelings. It hurts more because I've had these feelings when I was her age about myself. And maybe other people go through this. Maybe you went through this. So did you have these feelings? Did your own children have these feelings? You have to accept that this is happening. Just accept it. Just You don't have to forgive or judge or any of that. Don't engage the ego. Just step back, take a deep breath, and just... I accept the situation as it is. It will free you. It will free you, and I hope that you find the freedom in this where you can step back, stop judging, because when you're judging, you're trying to control the situation. When you're forgiving, you're trying to control the situation. So... When you step back and you just say, okay, I accept this happened. I accept that these emotions in myself are happening. I accept that some of my friends are no longer my friends now that I'm on the spiritual path. I accept that I'm a kook or a freak or a weirdo or a crazy person to the people who are materialists who are not engaged in the world of spirituality. And you know what? I accept them too. Good for them that they're able to ignore the constant barrage of two, two, twos and five, five, fives and 11, elevens <laughs> and that they're able to ignore the Ascension symptoms and the fact that they feel like they're going crazy when they hop a timeline and now everything has a different color or <laughs> <laughs> or certain screens are open on their computer that they know they didn't open, <laughs> but they just kind of, Oh, I must've opened it. And then they just kind of gloss over the fact that they gaslight themselves in order to live in a reality in which this stuff isn't actually happening, even though it's obviously happening. <laughs> and we just have to accept that some people are going to continuously be in denial because they cannot handle the situation at hand. Just like that movie, um, is it called Don't Look Up? <laughs> you know, like the scientists are like, here's the science, this is what's happening. Tilt your head 45 degrees at a 45 degree angle and there you will see it's on its way. It's going to crash on Earth. We're gonna fucking die. And people go, these people are kooks. They're crazy. What are they talking about? Just look up. <laughs> and then there's the look up. It's right there. It's in your face. And then the other half of the population in this movie is like, don't look up. They're conspiracy theorists. They're like, it's not a, it's not a conspiracy theory. It's a, it's not even a conspiracy. It's reality. Look up, look up. Oh my God. I loved that movie so much. It was hilarious, but this is how the, the non-spiritual people are to the spiritual people. Like they're just crazy. <laughs> what a kook. They're so woo woo. I've heard woo woo. 
<laughs> and there's like so much judgment in the word woo-woo instead of like woo woo you know I prefer to think of it woo woo hey <laughs> but some people say it like woo she's so woo-woo <laughs> it's like you're not woo-woo enough you know and and I and you know and then there's that other ego thing oh they're so extra I'm not extra honey you're just not enough <laughs> it's all ego engagement you know, but <laughs> getting back to this show, another life. And I highly recommend it. And it's just made me think, I mean, there's so many points. If I watch it again and again, I could probably come up with a lot of episodes for this show for you guys. Um, my observations and feelings and thoughts on, on the things that they say, because it's so deep. But, um, another thing that, um, that I noticed is, uh, there were these, these two men were talking and they, and, and the three main women are very strong, brave women and they're very headstrong. And that's why they're all friends, you know, and even throughout the show, they're like, they engage in fights and then they have to come back and make up, but they've been friends like for forever, you know, um, their whole adult lives and even on into their childhood a little bit. And, uh, <laughs> And, you know, even among their issues, and then they're very honest and open with each other. And, and, you know, so that's why they have to hash things out. But two of the men were having a conversation um, about loving these women. And one of the men said, you know, when we love strong women, we feel that we are imposters, that we're never going to be good enough. We will never measure up. We will never be what they need us to be in order to match them for who they are. And that in a nutshell explains the failure of every single relationship I've had as one of those strong kind of women. (laughs) And I need a man who's strong and has done it all, you know, and I know my twin flame has, and he intimidates me, which is a good sign for me because usually you know, I'm intimidating to the men that I have been involved with. I've always been with men who did not have an education past high school. Some of my guys dropped out of high school or barely scraped by. And I don't care. Like for me, it's like, so I just like you because you, you're, you're cool. You're funny. You're smart. You're engaging. I, you know, you, you, you push all my buttons in the right way and in the right, you know, you know, for me, it's not that big of a deal, but I, it really hit me. It hit home so deep from a male perspective when a man loves, you know, and this, and this might not even just be about gender actually. So if get out of that heteronormative cisgender thinking for a moment, you know, it could be if you are a person who loves a person who's strong or a person who is more educated or you know, maybe if they have more money or maybe they've had a corporation or they have this incredible career or maybe they're famous, you know, and it might make you feel a little inferior or an imposter. So even in this situation, you need to learn self-acceptance. And if this person loves you back, regardless, I mean, they might be a CEO of a fortune 500 company, or they might be, you know, the most famous person on the planet or the richest person on the planet. But if they love you, you need to accept that about yourself and love yourself as well. And even if it's not that situation, maybe your person is, you know, maybe, maybe they've got $500,000 in the bank and you've got $2,000 in the bank. 
you know, but that's not why they're loving you. You know, someone who has money, they already have money. They don't give a shit if you have money or not. They know they're okay. So they don't look to you and go, look at you with such little money. Like that's not how it is, but it's funny that we think that sometimes like, Oh, I'm not good enough. Cause I don't have, so we have to accept that about ourselves. I accept that I, um, am not as financially successful as my counterpart. You know, I accept that I am not, uh, you know, as lithe and thin and tall as some of the people he's dated before me, but you know what? It didn't work out with those people. It's going to work out with me. So I accept that too. And I accept myself. I know I'm, I'm bright. I know I'm beautiful. I know I'm educated and I know I bring to the table what those other people couldn't for whatever reason. And God bless them. And they bring to the table something for somebody else, but just not for my guy. Cause my guy is my guy. Right? So if you are having relationship things, uh, you have to accept yourself the way that you are. If this person that you're with loves you, accept yourself, accept the love, accept the love and say, yeah, okay, cool. Thank you for loving me. That's cool. I accept that you love me and I love myself and I accept myself the way I am. I was talking to a woman in Detroit once, um, when I first moved there and I told her something about, yeah, I need to lose a little bit of weight. And she was a, a lot more overweight than me, but she wasn't like, like when I first saw her, I thought, wow, she's an attractive woman, right? That was, she struck me as a beautiful, attractive woman. And you know, later it, I realized it was the confidence that she exuded, even though she was quite a bit overweight, she carried it well because it was her confidence and her acceptance of herself. And she says, she says, yeah, I know I'm overweight, but I don't give a shit. She says, look at me. I'm sexy. I am a sexy, confident, smart woman. I got more bounce for the ounce, more bam for the gram. <laughs> and I was like, what? It's just like, it's more, more cushion for the pushing baby. It's so, it's so lit. She says, I know I'm a sexy woman. And if man can't handle me, it's cause they cannot handle me. My personality, my confidence, who I am as a queen. And this is how you need to be as a, as a woman as well. And I learned a lot from her that day and I love her dearly. <laughs> and she, she lives down the street from my house in Detroit and uh, she's an amazing woman. <laughs> so anyway, um, just accept, I mean, if your body isn't where you want it to be, you can change it, but accept it the way it is right now. You don't have to constantly be judging your physical body. So go through your body and okay. If your skin isn't as clear as it could be, maybe you have a little bit of acne going on. That's usually just hormones and diet. And you could fix that. You could go to Dr. Berg or you could go to a dermatologist. You know, you can, you know, uh, use a different moisturizer or maybe not cleanse, uh, with the same things you, you know, you could fix your cleansing routine or whatever it is. It's not even about being clean or unclean. Usually acne is, um, comes from diet, comes from within. It's little bits of hatred when you hate yourself. Um, when you get into Louise L. Hayes, you can heal your life book, read that book and then reread that book and look at all the, um, the affirmations when, when you love and accept yourself, a lot of times your acne will go away if that's an issue for you. So, um, you know, if your skin isn't what it needs to be, maybe you got to love the skin you're in. You got to accept that you got to accept your hair. If your hair is, you know, um, not thick enough, or maybe you're starting to go a little bald, or maybe your hair 
You have plenty of hair, but it's turning white and gray. You know what? That's just usually copper. You're missing copper. And, and, or maybe your chakras are not spinning in alignment. If you're having a disease in your body, that's a chakra issue. You got to read Peter Kelder's, um, the ancient secret of the fountain of youth and learn about the Himalayan or Tibetan five rights exercises. And you could look those up for free on YouTube and you start doing these exercises every day. I'm telling you, if you're 40 years old and you look every bit of that 40, you're starting to look a little bit haggard. Do these exercises for two weeks. People are going to start mistaking you for a 29 year old. <laughs> keep doing them. Keep going. I mean, if you're 80 years old and you're upset because you look, um, Oh my good God, there's a massive animal outside. I accept that there's a big fucking animal. Holy Moses. That's not a rat. That's one of those. Uh, you guys got to look this animal up. It is terrifying. It's uh, they're, they're cute, but also super ugly. I got to turn this light on and see it. Holy shit. I, I didn't put my trash outside, outside all the way where it belongs. I put it here on the deck and it's smelling my trash and then it walked away. Oh God. <laughs> Woo. These are, they're rodents. They're, they're not rats. They're, um, opossums, Ecuadorian opossums. They look like something that came out of a portal of hell. <laughs> if you want to see one of these guys turn on 528 Hertz frequency, let me tell you. Now these things are scary as fuck. Um, they, uh, if they see you and they get scared, they will hiss like a cat, but it sounds like a very strange, it's almost like a devil kind of hiss. Like, I don't know. I don't do devil's hiss. I don't know. But this is what I imagine a, a sound that out of hell comes. And then they puff up their bodies like a puffer fish and they emit a foul B.O. <laughs> So I'm glad it didn't see me. I'm glad it just kind of gently walked away because these things are terrifying and they have big, huge baby pink colored claws and long opossum pink tails. I don't know what that means. I should look up what does opossum mean? I'll have to bring it up tomorrow in, in the introduction. <laughs> what does opossum mean? That It's got to have a meaning, right? You know, there's a spiritual meaning for all the animals that show up. I have so many wild animals just showing up. I'm on the second floor of this apartment in a little village, but my God, I have so many fucking animals showing up here. It's really a trip. Anyway, so getting back to this, if your body isn't what it needs to be, you can usually change it through diet, through um, some forms of exercise. Like I can't you know, do what I used to do, but I could go swimming. I could walk a little bit. I could just go walk into the ocean, you know, just standing there and, and standing against the current and the tide is enough for me to get like toned up, <laughs> you know, and I've been exercising in my house. I dance all the time and I hold my cat. That's enough, man. Holding my kids when they were babies was enough to get my arms. Like I look like a bruiser now. I've got huge muscles in my arms from holding my kids. My, my oldest, I never put her down for 16 months. I was holding her because she never wanted mommy to let her go. And I never wanted to let her go, which is why when she turned 18, she had no problem leaving home because she knew how much I loved her, you know, on that deep subconscious level. 
anyway, you need to love yourself consciously and subconsciously and you need to accept yourself. Acceptance, I think is the first part of truly loving yourself. So radically accepting yourself. And I wanted to read some quotes. I just wanted you guys to think about this stuff. And, um, I had seen some quotes earlier here. I'm going to look and find them. Now they're now, of course the page has to reload like anyway. Um, so, but there are some, there's this one. I really liked this by Amy Lee Mercury, accept yourself, flaws, quirks, talents, secret thoughts, all of it and experience the liberation. And yes, that's exactly true. When you accept yourself, you become free. Mark Twain said, a man cannot be comfortable without his own approval. A man cannot be comfortable without his own approval. Self-acceptance is my refusal to be in an adversarial relationship to myself. Nathaniel Brandon said that. Johnny Depp said, I think everybody's weird. We should all celebrate our individuality and not be embarrassed or ashamed of it. I love that. Made me happy when I read that <laughs> the first time. <laughs> I thought, yeah, that's true. We all are a little weird or quirky, aren't we? Um, the people that aren't are not very um, exciting to be around, for me at least. I, I like when people are a little odd. <laughs> so, um, let's see here. When you accept yourself, the whole world accepts you. And I think that's true because you're teaching others how to treat you. You treat yourself good by accepting yourself. Everyone's going to just accept you. And when you stop thinking what other people think, when you stop caring, in fact, here's a quote about that here. Here it is. Um, when you stop living your life based on what others think of you, real life begins at that moment, you will finally see the door of self acceptance opened. That was by Shannon L. Alder. It is not worth the while to let our imperfections disturb us always. Henry David Thoreau. Never forget what you are. The rest of the world will not wear it like armor and it can never be used to hurt you. Tyrion Lannister, Game of Thrones. I don't know who this is. I've never seen that show, so I don't know. Um, The greatest challenge in life is discovering who you are. The second greatest is being happy with what you find. And I think that's about self-acceptance as well. Carl Jung said, we cannot change anything unless we accept it. Much of spiritual life is self-acceptance, maybe all of it. Jack Kornfield. To be beautiful means to be yourself. 
You don't need to be accepted by others. You need to accept yourself. I can't read who wrote that. It's like teeny tiny letters. I, I can't read it. Sorry. <laughs> I have my glasses on too. But I accept that about myself. <laughs> Frederick Lenz said, self-acceptance is involved in this process. You've got to be able to look at both your dark and your light side and not get enamored or depressed by either. Ben Sweet said, the greatest success is successful self-acceptance. Here's another quote. Um, there's, they, they don't say who said this one. Wanting to be someone else is a waste of the person you are. And finally, this is the last one. It's time to love yourself, respect yourself, admire yourself, forgive yourself, accept yourself, nurture yourself. Today's the day. Well, I love each and every one of you, and I hope that you love yourself. And if you enjoyed this episode, let everybody know about Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast. But for now, I am signing off with peace and joy, radical self-acceptance, <laughs> and peace. I'll be back tomorrow, guys. Bye. guys, I've been making episodes of Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast for a while now, and many of you have contacted me wondering just how you can support me and my podcast. Well, I have two solutions for this question. Number one is to become a listener supporter in which you go to the Anchor app, locate my channel, and sign up anywhere from 99 cents to $9.99 monthly, and you can stop anytime. Or number two is to make a one-time donation of any amount via Zelle, bank to bank, or through PayPal using my email, mermaidgirl888 at gmail.com, also located in the show description. Now with this option, you aren't uh, obligated monthly in any way, and you're also not limited. Thank you all so much in advance for your support. Let's keep metaphysical soul speak on the air and onward and upward to the fifth dimension together, guys. Thank you.